is goody people welcome back to another episode of the good and saved podcast it's still me your girl a dizzle with the sizzle and honestly consistency is the name of the game because two weeks ago i was here two weeks later i'm still here and two weeks from now i'm still gonna be there and i'm just happy i'm just happy that you know i'm off to a good start so hi guys what's been going on what's the haps how has the past two weeks been for you guys my past two weeks have been kind of okay i mean not there's really not much um activity around here especially in this uh trying time funny how one of the things that happened this week is that we had my family we had a covid scare because some of our relatives tested um positive for covid and i mean they're fine now thank god glory to god that they're fine now but then i mean it made the reality of covid a lot more um real to me because this was like really close to home but i mean why would they arise last last because i mean does covid know who we are like the material that we're made of is not conducive for COVID to survive. So like it came and then it learned its lesson, so it's not going to come back. But then, yeah, that was basically the most um, activity. Oh, it's not really an activity. It's just really the only news that I've got for you guys. Um, what else? Oh, yeah, I've been a lot more vocal outside of Good and Saved, obviously, about like faith and things surrounding faith so i've been trying to have a lot more conversations with people that i regularly wouldn't have conversations with about faith and just you know trying to understand where everybody's head is at concerning a few topics and i started off with i didn't start off but i did this little um exercise on my snapchat on tuesday and i was so happy with the responses that came in i was happy that people you know i were actually were thinking about faith were thinking about you know the gospel i was thinking about just thinking about it I, i was happy that people were a lot more aware than i thought we were and the responses I got were very interesting. Even the questions I got were a lot interesting. So yeah, that that was cool. And I want to have more of these kinds of conversations more often, you know, just to get people talking or get people thinking and, you know, taking responsibility and taking action on our faith and just being a lot more active and less passive about things concerning faith. So it's been going cool so what that's a good segue actually into what i want to talk about today because what i want to talk about today is like because of a question i asked on my whatsapp story a few weeks ago and the responses i got were kind of interesting so the question i asked was can a spirit-filled bible-believing believer that's christian commit sin and not know so what i'm trying to say is that me now a believer i can just go about my day committing a sin or just doing something and i wouldn't know that i'm doing it and at the end of the day i can go to god and say oh god please forgive me of my sins knowingly and unknowingly i mean it was just like me thinking about that statement forgive me of my sins knowingly and unknowingly how can i actually go about my day and not know that i'm sinning like how can i be unaware that what i'm doing is against god's plan for me is outside of my boundary of um believer's identity or whatever as in it it, it actually baffled me and i was thinking like in what how can i defend the fact that i don't know that i'm sinning i'm just doing it and i claim to have the holy ghost you get so see how i'm asking you guys like as if you can answer me but 
But that's basically what I want to talk about today. And yeah, let's get into it. Okay, so let us all turn our Bibles to Ephesians 1.13. Ephesians 1.13 says, In him you also trusted after you heard the word of truth, the word of truth that is the gospel of your salvation, in whom also having believed, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So this is saying that after you heard the gospel, after you believe the gospel, you are sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. So every single believer has the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit is the one that works in us, that empowers us to live above sin. And just to put it out there, you know, or you should know, that it is possible for all of us to live above sin. Like sinning or doing the wrong thing is not a necessity. It's not something that is by force. And I I mean, we all know that thing of, oh, but not everybody is perfect. We all make mistakes. Okay, no pee. But I think we should change that statement to we have all made mistakes, not we all make. Like, you're making it seem like as if it's like a by force thing. Because if you actually analyze it here, as believers, we are given everything we need not to make mistakes. We literally have the spirit of God, as in the same spirit that was in Jesus Christ is inside of me. Like, the, as in God lives in me. I, I live the life of Christ. Remember how we spoke about in the um, salvation episode, how we spoke about how salvation is like a, is a miracle of change desires. God gave us a new heart. He puts his spirit inside of us. His spirit causes us to will and to do of his good pleasure. We were given new desires. So we no longer desire to do the wrong thing. We desire to do the things that please God. We literally have the mechanism that can empower us and keep us above sin. So it's not by force for us to sin. It really isn't. We can, we have the capacity to live above sin, to live a life that you don't have to commit sin. You don't have to make mistakes. I mean, Jesus Christ, as in literally he was a man and God wouldn't give us an example that he knows that we can never achieve, that we can never attain. It's like giving me, that putting me on a wild goose chase. Why give me an example knowing that I can never be like him? He gave us the example because he knows that we can be like Christ. As Christ was on this earth, so am I. So Jesus Christ did it. So therefore, I can do it. So we need to stop looking at sin like as if it's something that we all have to do, like some kind of rite of passage. It's not a by force thing. (laughs) And not only that, we have the word of God. The word of God literally reveals to us the person of Jesus Christ. He he reveals to us our example. So our example is never far away. We can look at how Christ lived and live like him. We can see what Christ did and do what he did. I mean, it's the, the... Bible is replete with instructions and wisdom and even things that Jesus Christ himself said that we should do, that we can do, that we should say, that we can say. I mean, it instructs us on how to live as believers. It literally paints a picture of of our identity that we can behold and we can become and it even tells us how to become it remember pray lest you fall into temptation meaning that when you pray you are fortified against temptation persecution attack you you can literally edify yourself build yourself or prepare yourself remember in the face of prayer you can see things um that are going to happen even before they happen so like these kinds of instructions they kind of give us all that 
we need to be believers. And even outside of that, we also have ministry gifts. You have the body of Christ. So when we're feeling weak, when we don't understand, we have people that can teach us, we have people that can strengthen us. Like we are literally giving all the equipment we need to be like Jesus. <laughs> we're giving all the equipment we need to be who we are, to be out, to live out our identity. So we need to stop this narrative of is by force for you to sin, it's by force for you to make mistakes, it's by force. We don't have to. We don't have to. It's not something that's like a by force thing for a believer. And I understand that, you know, there's growth involved. There is growth of, like, you have to grow in knowledge, you have to grow in your understanding of the word, understanding of your identity as well. But as you come into identity, as you come to see these things, these are the kind of things that you realize that you actually don't have to sin is not by force okay let me talk about the holy spirit just for a little bit so some of the things that the holy spirit does is highlighted in the book of john so in john 14 from verse 26 it says but the helper the holy spirit whom the father will send in my name he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that i said to you john 16 from verse um Eight, it says, and when he comes as the Holy Spirit, when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me of righteousness because I go to my father and you see me no more of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. Um, also, um, in verse 13 of this same John 16, it says, however, when he, the spirit of truth has come he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority but whatever he hears he will speak and he will tell you things to come and he will glorify me for he will take of what is mine and declare it to you so basically these are some of the things that the holy spirit does and remember every believer has the holy ghost and i want to just um talk about verse 8 and 9 of this john 16 right it says and when he has come he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they do not believe in me so he convicts unbelievers of sin of righteousness because i go to my father and you see me no more so um the holy spirit convicts unbeliever mm, convicts believers sorry of righteousness because you know when you receive salvation you now became the righteousness of god in christ jesus you are cloaked in christ's righteousness so the righteousness of christ is now attributed to you so when you do something wrong he convinces you reminds you of the righteousness that you have received reminds you that you are the righteousness of god that this is not part of your identity this is not part of who you are you cannot continue to do this so when you do something wrong the holy ghost steps in and reminds you of your righteousness the Holy Ghost doesn't even convict believers of sin because that would then mean that he's declaring us sinners. And that is not, that's not true. That's not, we're not sinners. I mean, how can the same Holy Ghost that we received that made us dead to sin then declare us sinners? How? How does it work? One plus one doesn't equal two here. And even that scripture, we're dead to sin. Where, where is it? Let's go there. I think it's Romans 6. From verse 1 it says what shall we say then shall we continue in sin that grace may abound certainly not how shall we who died to sin live any longer in it do you know like when i tell or if somebody should say oh so so and so is dead to me 
that means i'm dead to your to your being i'm dead to your person dead to your presence dead to everything so even imagine god forbid i now say okay tolani you're dead to me and then by mistake i go and talk to tolani i know i'm going to talk to her like how can i who i'm i'm dead to sin i have died to its stain its sting its presence its everything then sin by mistake and then not know that i've done it like me now that i've i've died <laughs> i said i'm died i've died to sin i'll now do it by mistake and not know like it's not even logical it really isn't and then i'll claim that i mean okay i think what i should do now is i should state the question the question initially was how can a spirit-filled bible-believing believer sin and not know now from everything that i said <laughs> i'm really trying to talk very calmly because i've been shouting all this time i just i can feel somebody coming to come and tell me to shut up but then let's think together spirit filled holy ghost filled the same holy ghost that's supposed to convince us convict us of our righteousness i will now sin and not know that the holy ghost will not prompt me of my righteousness the holy ghost will not prompt me that yo what you've done is not part of your identity and i'll just go about my day it's not it's, it's not logical it doesn't even make sense in normal terms okay let's even say that i didn't like before i did the thing i didn't know that it was a sin so by mistake i now did it yeah because that thing is a sin it will not sit right in my own spirit because it's wrong because i've done it and it's wrong it will not as in the holy ghost will prompt me still that you that thing you did is not part of your identity is not who you are you are the right like it should remind you of your righteousness so even if you didn't know before you do it as you do it or as you're doing it you would know so you ca- i don't think it's a logical thing to think that you would go about your day and be committing a sin or countless sins or whatever and you will not know like i know people or i knew people that used to believe that just by waking up every day they are just sinning like just by breathing yeah just because you are a human being you are sinning uh-uh. i to people that are still christian how now how? how how does it work and then you know it then like pushes this whole um trend of at the end of the day when i want to pray i'll now say oh god please forgive me of the sins i committed knowingly and unknowingly first of all let's even talk about that whole forgiveness of sin thing like asking god to forgive you when you know that you've done something wrong keyword when you know that you've done something wrong let's just quickly brush about forgiveness of sins so ephesians 1 7 it says in whom we have redemption not in whom in him we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace so christ's blood was shed for the forgiveness of sins now let's go to colossians 1 14 it says in whom we have redemption through his blood the forgiveness of sins so the blood of jesus is for forgiveness of sins that's how we receive redemption because his blood forgave us of our sin forgave us of our debt now why do we feel the need to continue to ask god to forgive us when we can see that forgiveness was given at the cross 
knowing that when we believe the gospel and we're saved and we accept the life of Christ, that sacrifice then applies to us. So it was for the forgiveness of our sins. So now our sins are forgiven because of Christ's sacrifice. Why do we still ask for him to give it when he gave it already? He gave it when he gave it or it applied to you when you were saved. So why do we continue to ask like he's taken it away and given it back based on your asking? How does that work? Okay. And then I know the scripture that a lot of people use to justify, you know, continually begging God to forgive you, even though he already has. And that's 1 John 1, 9. And it says, if you confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So let's, let's read it from like verse 6. It says, if we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. Meaning, if we say that we have no sin for the blood of Jesus to even cleanse to begin with, then I am deceiving myself. As I'm saying, I have no need for the sacrifice. I have no need for salvation. If I say that I don't need salvation, that I don't need Christ's blood to um, to, um, cleanse me of my sins, then I'm deceiving myself. But if we confess our sins, and this word confess here is the same Greek word that was used in 1 John um, 2.23 that says, whoever denies the son does not have the father either he who acknowledges the son has the father also so the word that was that was translated to acknowledges is the same word that was translated to confess in first john 1 9 so it's saying that if we acknowledge our sins he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all of our unrighteousness so if we acknowledge that we have sins that were in need of salvation to remove not that we are sinning all the time and <laughs> not that we are sinning all the time and we just need to continually plead the blood of Jesus all the time. No, this scripture is saying that this is for people that deny that they need salvation, deny that they need the blood of Jesus to even cleanse them of their sins to begin with. That is deceiving yourself. But me, I'm not denying that I had sins. I'm not denying that I, I needed the blood, of, the blood of Jesus to cleanse me from my sins. I'm not denying that I was a sinner. But the blood of Jesus has come and it has cleansed me of all of my righteousness because I, I acknowledged that I had sins for it to cleanse. So it's not about, oh, every time you do something wrong, you say, oh God, please, 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 forgive me, forgive me, forgive me. No. In fact, if you go to um, 1 John 2, from verse 1 to 2, it says, My little children, these things I write to you so that you may not sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ the righteous and he himself is a propitiation for our sins and not for ours only but also for the whole world so here it says and if not when and if anyone sins we have an advocate with the father so they are putting the emphasis on the provision for sins rather than they're asking why didn't you say and if anyone um sins you can ask god to forgive you it doesn't say ask. They're not putting emphasis on asking. It's not the asking that will give you forgiveness. They are putting the emphasis on the provision that is already there in Christ Jesus. He is the propitiation. He was the sacrifice for our sins. So if the 
forgiveness of sin was really in the asking, they would have said, okay, and if anyone sins, we can ask the advocate <laughs> with the Father, Jesus Christ. Do you get? Like, even when, when we look at the way the apostles prayed, no, none of them prayed that way. No, no, none of them prayed, oh God, please, please forgive me, forgive me. I know not what I do. <laughs> I mean, so that whole thing of, um, you know, waiting to the end of the day and saying, oh God, please forgive me of the sins I committed um, knowingly and unknowingly. First of all, we've, we've acknowledged that if you're a spiritual Bible-believing believer, I don't believe that there's a sin that you can commit and not know that you're committing it. That's number one. And number two, when you wait to the end of the day, you don't have to ask God to forgive you. All you need to do is accept the forgiveness that was already available for you. Accept it. Accept it. Don't ask for it because it's already given. Accept it. It was something that was given without us even asking in the first place. So now when you, or if you do sin or if you do something wrong, the next thing is not wait to the end of the day and say, God, forgive me for all things I did unknowingly and unknowingly. In that time, the Holy Spirit would convince you or convict you of your righteousness. And there you can remind yourself who you are. You can speak over yourself, your identity. You can speak over yourself what the word says about you and retrace your steps and find out how you even fell into that kind of a sin in the first place. And then live your life as a believer live your life as somebody that is filled with the holy ghost it's not about begging for forgiveness or walking around and not knowing that you're sinning and then just assuming that you've committed so many sins throughout the entire day and then go at the end of the day and say god please forgive me for all the sins knowingly and unknowingly like it's just it's just not logical i mean it's possible that maybe there is something that you did during the day that you forgot that you did it but then it's i don't as in it's not that you did not know you did it in the first place you knew you did it just forgot this one is you're saying that you're going through your entire day and not knowing that you're sinning but you're still doing it how so yeah that's basically all i've got to say and I hope you understand where I'm coming from. I hope you understand what I'm driving at here. And I hope you enjoyed yourself. I hope you liked it. So that's really all for me. I want to hear what you think. I want to hear whether you have questions. I want to hear your opinion, your opinions. Oh gosh. I want to hear your opinions and anything you have to say. So please engage me at gs.pod on Instagram. You can reply to our post, reply to any post you see of this podcast with your questions. And don't forget to follow. Don't forget to favorite this podcast or subscribe to the podcast. Don't forget to give it a like if you're on a platform that does that. And yeah, I love you guys so much. And till next time, we will talk.